But this is what we are talking about, and we, the topic is not finished. But we have to move on to other things. And we are trusting that you will take what you have learned and run with it victoriously. We're speaking about the value of the shadow of death. We are speaking about the dark night of the soul. And we were talking about things that lead to mental illnesses. Things that lead to anxiety disorder. To depression. To PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder. To hearing voices. To not coping. Things that the psychologists sometimes, when they contextualize, sometimes they call it existential crisis. But you get to a place where life seems to have lost meaning. Or suddenly you ask yourself, what is the meaning of life? You get into a crisis of faith. God does not make sense. Church does not make sense. Preachings don't speak to you. You lose the valor and the value of the things you like doing. You suddenly wake up you don't feel like going to work. The whole day. You feel like eating fat food. You, you don't feel like doing anything except eat and sleep. You become irritable. It has never happened to you. I'm happy for you. In my heart, I know no one here. It has happened to all of us. Some of us were depressed even without knowing. But on the one hand, God gives us a way to deal with these things. But our approach is that they don't happen to Christians. Therefore, we don't deal with them. We go on the extreme. How can you be a Christian and depressed? Like you are a Christian who don't have Satan as your enemy. I mean, can you imagine? Who is the strongest enemy the person can have? The strongest enemy is the devil. Working with you. Because he has to put thoughts in your head about being defeated. About being defined by your past. About the value you have lost when you were abused. About the fact that you don't deserve what other people deserve. Look at yourself, you are not even a You are a single mother. 
How can you lead people at work that have degrees and you don't? So he says things and he knows that when they become your own thoughts they will become your own prophecy. And when they become your own prophecy then they shall come to pass. So now you have a very resilient enemy who makes sure that whatever you touch turns into ashes. He has a legitimate right on human beings to afflict them because they made them Lord. Therefore, the devil has access to your mind and to your body and to your loved ones. And he can do most of the time what you never think. And if you have someone like that as your enemy, how is it possible that you won't suffer anxiety? That you won't walk and wonder what will happen to my children when I die? What will happen at work? I might be retrenched. I might be this. I might. If we live in such a broken world where adults rape infants, how are you not going to be anxious about where your children are? If you live in a world where women are raped every second, how are you not going to have fear as you walk about because people get kidnapped? There's human trafficking. The extent of the wickedness of the heart of the people is only skyrocketing. And that's the world where leaders care nothing for their followers. Politicians, pastors, everyone cares about their pocket and their stomach. How can you be depressed when you live in a world where almost everything is broken. That is a reality that is in your face. But on the other hand, it is all these things that you are facing are not unknown to God. He has already said it. Jesus says in the world you will have trouble but be of good cheer. So on the one hand there are all these things that can eat away your faith and meaning and sense of where You know church the people around you here can eat away your love for the things of God. Church can be the most hateful place. And you can go away thinking, I'd rather hang around with sinners and the devil than hang around with these hypocrites. Because that's the reality. 
But see, the problem is when you live in that reality permanently. And then you make that reality your abode. So what I'm saying is, on the one hand, these things are real. We have read about them. We saw but we saw those working for God. We saw over the last two weeks, people I wish to die. But we also saw the hand of God never allowing any of them to die. We also saw the hand of God ensuring that the enemy does not have the final say. We also saw the promises of God coming to pass that though you may walk through fire, you will not be bent. Though you may go through waters, you will not be drowned. So I will be with you. We have seen and have testified and God is constantly bringing others. This morning we hear a testimony. On the month of faith, my husband died the same time. I had an accident. I almost died. The devil is speaking to me. I want to write February into your head so that you can receive the spirit of fear. So that when February comes, you will get out of God's presence and run into the devil's temple to worship at the altar of fear, to cry and say, my unfortunate circumstances are coming. But you can choose. You can come and declare that despite what the enemy says, because in the end, God will, will, will do with his outraged hand what he has promised with his mouth. Then you can know that I am like Mount Zion. I am a righteous one of God. Though the storms come, Though the floods come, though the tornadoes come, I am like Mount Zion. I am unshakable and I am unmoved. Yes, I will feel the impact. Yes, I will record the strength and the power of this whirlwind. But this whirlwind will not go spiraling out with me. It will spiral around me but it will leave me rooted in Christ. And so what we want to try and do to this morning is to say to you we live in a wicked world. You cannot be a coward. In New Jerusalem, the city has the gods and the sun as its light. It says it has 12 gates and 12 foundations. And it says outside the city. Elias. Guess who's there? Okay, before we mention, it says there are dogs. 
Immoral people. And then it says, and cowards. We watch over your soul so that you can be in the city. In the city, we say, whether we live or we die, we belong to Jesus. And nothing that comes against me in this world will take me from the love of Christ. And it is not something I'm thinking. It's something I have resolved. I am standing where you found me, David. I'm standing in Christ, you will come, you will leave me here. That when those moments of hopelessness and meaninglessness come and attack you, you must remember, I am the chosen of God. What is being tested is my identity and my faith and my destiny. But after this test, my destiny, my identity, my faith remains intact. This test will pass but it won't take me with it. I'm trying to cut us away. Are you there, saints? So I just want to read a few scriptures. My God. Let me start with this. That there's a, there's a phrase we learned long ago that he who prays changes. The way they put it then, because they were King James people, they say, he, pray, he, he changeth, he who prayeth. When you truly pray and you encounter God, something of his strength is going to come to you. Something of his view of the future is going to come to you. Something of God's perspective is going to come to you when you earnestly pray you stand in a place where your enemies surround you and as you get closer to God he opens your eyes and you start seeing many are those with me than enemies that are against you because he brushes himself over you you know, you ask the same question different. When you were alone, you were hiding. Where's the Satan? Where's the demons? But suddenly, you ask the same question but with the glory of God with the anointing of God with the power of God with the strength of God with the confidence in God because the Bible says submit to God resist because when God has rubbed on you that second Corinthians 318 it says there and we together behold as in the mirror the glory of the Father we are transformed when you look at God 
when you were yourself. You were a small cat. But when you came, you entered before the Lion of Judah and you were transformed. The Bible says into his likeness from the glory of a cat meow to a lion. And suddenly you come where is the devil? The Bible says by then when you resisted he flew the devil is like, hey, wait. The last time when she went into a prayer room, I saw a cat entering a room. That is why I came to the door. But when the door was open, I saw a lioness, but I had no choice. So I ran. Do you hear me, when you want to maintain the cat meow anointing, but the Bible says when you come to him, the chief cornerstone, you are built. built. I just think people enjoy the cat anointing. And because Because it's loved by people. It's cute kitten. You, uh, you, you just like about Because one day you see a lion. Only a few can come. That is why the Bible says when the Holy Spirit had come upon the church, when they started doing what the church in the power of God must be doing, and people dare not and join themselves to them. People are afraid of Because if you are eating a seed, you will die. But the Bible says, and the Lord added to them those that were being saved. You see? There's not a place that attracted every mosquito. Fires don't, you see, these lights attract mosquitoes. But Rona, we are told you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I've never seen a mosquito attracted to fire like that. They can go to light, but the church must be both. It must be light, and it must be fire. I have not even started. Yo, Jesus. Okay, how does this go? We are in First Peter chapter 4. I'm just reading there. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you. Surprise. As though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. So that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Okay. You will be overjoyed when you have moved from a cat meow to a lion row. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal. 
or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. First Peter 5, verse 8 to 11. Be alert. Be what? Don't be sleeping. Be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking like a, a roaring, roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith. Because you know the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. It's not only you. It might just be you who decides not to stand firm. But Baba and they are going through the same thing and they are standing firm. In Nigeria, in Iraq, in other places, there are people who die every day for Jesus. But they don't deny him. There are people who don't have food. They can't even... Uh, toy toy for work because there's no work. And here you are flat down, crying, cursing, doubting God just because you are facing retrenchment. Stand firm. Your boss is not your source. Stand firm in the faith. They may re retrench you but they have not stopped the source of your provision. They have not stopped your future. Because he still has a future and a hope for you. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you? Ask Job. When you have suffered, God restores. And make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever. And ever. And David writes, this is where we want to try and see how we land it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Hallelujah. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen. Hallelujah. So this matter of getting to a place of hopelessness and feeling like the future is lost can happen and it happens even to pastors that's why pastors and leaders commit suicide I don't know I mean I get discouraged but then again I remember he who watches over me never sleeps no sleep. so it can happen to you whilst you are right in the center of the will of God as it happened to Paul and Silas. They were beaten in Macedonia after the Holy Spirit said, go to Macedonia. It can happen when you are in disobedience like it did to Jonah. It can happen in transition to the next phase because the next phase needs a better you. And so the fire must strengthen your quality. It can happen in the testing of your faith. They say count it all joy. For it is the testing of your faith. So that your faith does not fail. It can happen as an onslaught from the enemy. You know sometimes as if Satan is looking at you. You know when we were young we used to play the fraud. What do they call it these days? Touch. They call it touch these days. And there's this person 
thing it can bring discouragement it can let you to make you doubt your salvation we put Have you ever heard blasphemous thoughts? Okay, I, I, I'm happy for you. It doesn't happen to you. Some of us we have those things. Okay, I'm happy for you. Those things don't happen. Yeah, chabula darkness over you so that the last the next time even when god has removed the cloud of darkness because you put the tent you won't see light are you there saying don't allow him to make you a tent it can make you feel insecure even if you are praying you hear that Ah uh, there's nothing that you you pray your prayers you bam, 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 bam. those are your prayers you feel like they're just bouncing coming back sometimes you don't even have the desire to pray. it can make you very resentful to god to the church to the pastors to everyone can make you He can fill you with anger. Ukwalisa ngumsindo. How so be angry with Mudim? If I go coming no msindo kuya uthiko. I'm happy for you. Some of us we have been angry. And like the, the prophets of old. Last week you remember what did Jeremiah say? You deceived me. How can God say to a young man aspiring to be an engineer I will oh, I give you a future that is better and the next thing you live in a world where people hate you for things you don't even know but what like reckon about they come to church and this person has never even encountered you as a person but I've never even spoken to you And this is the future that God says he'll okay. give me. Oh, people 
Some of whom are ungrateful. The mountains know. In the book of Isaiah, God says to the mountains, He says, you are my servant because you have stood where I placed you. The mountains know that God is sovereign. He's all-knowing and all-powerful. He can do whatever He wants with whomever He wants, whenever He wants. And when creation can understand it, only then will true worship start. Because then we don't prefer our preferences and our options. We say, let your will be done. Whatever pleases you, Father. Then you stop complaining. Then you embrace what God gives. And when God gives you people, friends, family, co-workers that are specifically anointed to annoy you. You thank God for them. That Lord, you are molding me and making me. You teaching me patience. You show me how to be like Jesus. But because I'm in you, Lord, Praise Jesus. How are you, my brother? The Lord is good. Because you and I are destined for a higher identity. We are to be conformed to the likeness of his son so that we are pleasing to him so that when they crucify us, Father, Count not this sin against him. And the devil says, Satan, But you are talking to me about now today. I'm going to bless this. Like Even though I don't want but God. the Spirit of God in me. Praise. Father, Baba. forgive them for they know not what they are doing. And I have a promise that you will forgive as I forgive. These people are helping me to become like Jesus. Are you still there? No, we are almost done. It can happen to you and it will cause you to withdraw from support structures. How you leave friends and family and church? That's where he wants you alone. It can make you feel inadequate and shameful. There's few things that I want you to do today. Towards the end and then if you are going to deal with this thing define what the meaning of life is for you Paul says for me to live is Christ resolve on what your ultimate pursuits and goals are what you want Paul says I count all things a loss for the excellence of knowing Christ 
Decide on your traveling companions. Or when you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Don't just take every Tom, Dick and Harry. Decide who's going to be there. Identify your fear factors. Here's what I like in Proverbs. Listen to what it Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say who is the Lord. Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Amen. Set your principles. Have faith in God. Know his attributes and trust them. If God is faithful, trust that God is faithful. Meditate on his relevant promises. And one of those is that God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Be present to God. And he'll be present to you. Shall we stand up? Be present to God and he will be. Like I said, if, if you need counseling, go for counseling. But ensure that the counseling you receive does not allow you to, to entertain pity parties and play victim. If it is the right counseling, let it help you take off this cat meow cloak and dress you up in a lion's cloak. Are you there, saying? So I just want us to pray first. Let's just see. My God, my, our time is gone. Who's here today? I heard the word of God. I want to choose God as my Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to be saved. If you are here, I don't want to be a small person before the devil. You here want to just Whilst we are on that one, the one thing I really want us to pray for, I was hoping we could lay hands on you. But maybe we'll leave it for another time. But so if, you, you, if you feel you need us to pray for you, come after the service. If those things have happened to you, and you are still hurting, God wants you to be free from that. From the pain. From, because the dark night of the soul brings meaninglessness. So I just want us to take a moment and pray just before we close up. Next week we will be from the 8th to the 12th, we'll be preaching in Botswana so there's Botswana. and then in Clegstop and see my equipment training leaders. So pray for us. Amen. Pray for us that we may preach the truth 
with conviction that where others are chasing money may remind people you are called to chase after Jesus. Not after Jesus. I just want us to take a moment and just pray that the cloud of darkness will be removed and that for those that are going through that valley they will speak like David I will not fear I will not fear for my future I will not fear for my children I will not fear for my work I will not fear for my health for my parents, my loved ones for God is with me and he fights my battles want you just pray with me Heavenly Father we want to thank you this morning we pray that your anointing that breaks the yokes will break every yoke in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. That the lies of the devil are destroyed. When people feel that I have sinned beyond the forgiveness of God, I break that lie for the blood of Jesus washes you clean right now. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. You can run to it and you will be saved. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I pray for those God that have gone through hopelessness. Through any sense of inadequacy, shame, guilt and anger. That you set them loose. That the devil will not build strongholds that will cause mental illnesses, Lord. That will cause depression and every other form of disorder. I pray that and set them free in the name of Jesus. I pray that those that are facing incurable diseases, they will know that God will see them through. You will heal them, Lord, as they put their trust in you Lord I pray that those who think their sources of income and provision are closed today they will know silver and gold belongs to you and the cattle on a thousand hills belong to God that every need that they have is met in Jesus Christ we rebuke every spirit, every demonic force that has brought upon your people anxiety, Lord. That those that don't know how to cope with stress, Lord, may you bring them to a place of good counsel. In the mighty name of Jesus, spirits of limitations, nightmares. Oh, we break them. We command them out in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the power of your Holy Spirit to rest upon each and every person. I pray that none of us will just be a small cat, but as we seek you earnestly, that we will rise up with the power of your Spirit, with the gifts of the Spirit, in the character that is the fruit of the Spirit, to resist the enemy and to come to a place of breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can I just pray for, for you now and now in the name of Jesus?
I just want to pray for them. They had faced some big giants as well in their lives. Amen. And they, they've really had to take time out. Some of you remember we announced that they took time out. Because sometimes the giants are big. Amen. But God who restores has given them victory. He has restored them. So they, their hands and their knees are strong again. Amen. I want to pray the, the anointing of God to rest upon them as they resume. They are here at church. For those who are not seeing them, they are here. They, they beg, they fought. God has given them victory. So what I just want us to pray is that that anointing that overflows, they can pick from wherever they started from, they can pick wherever God pitches them, and then they can run with the purposes of God. So Father, I want to thank you for their lives. I thank you for the victories. I thank you that the battles have been fought, have been won. I thank you that the anointing has increased. I thank you that the testimony is bigger. I thank you that Jesus, they will tell of the goodness of the Lord. David says, then I will tell sinners of your ways. I will testify of your power. May they have the testimony coming through their ministry, coming through their lives, coming through as they interact with people, coming through as they minister in any way you have put in their hearts to continue ministering the life of the church, that they may experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Father, we commit them once more to your word of grace and to your power that they will see God move in and through their lives in Jesus' name. Let's just give God hands of praise. Amen. <laughs>